Welcome to Camp Victory. Oh, Camp Victory? This was Camp Liberty. Oh, no, they changed that about uh, a week ago. Victory sound better. All right. So what do you got? The car has been parked illegally. The suspension is sagging. There's definitely something heavy in the trunk. Interesting. What's he doing? I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die comfortable. How many bombs have you disarmed? 873. 873? You're a wild man, you know that? Oh, that's too bad. First time working together? What do you think? I think us working together means I talk to you and you talk to me. Are you going around Nate Zamborn? My team leader is inspiring. He's gonna get me killed. What's the best way to go about disarming one of these things? The way you don't die, sir. That was good. What do we have here? This box is full of stuff that almost killed me. What about this one? Where's this one from, Will? It's my wedding ring. Like I said, stuff that almost killed me. <laughs> Put down the phone! Burn him, Aldrin! I can't get a shot! I was scared. Yeah? Well, everyone's a coward about something. We're going on a mission. And my job is to keep you safe so we can keep going on missions. It's combat, buddy. Go! go! Everybody get back! Go, go, go! You realize every time you suit up, it's life or death. Found something. You roll the dice. And you deal with it. Oh, boy. Hello, and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the movie podcast for movie fans by movie fans. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode number 82. We're only 18 away from 100. I am your host, John, and I am here with my esteemed co-host. I'm Justin. What, what am I so esteemed with? I don't know. I'm trying to mix it up every week. How are you doing I'm this not week? Esteemed anything. I'm fine. You're fine. I'm here. You're here. I am. I was gonna say Mark. something, but I'm nice. Crap, I didn't realize that movie was on Max. What? The Hurt Locker? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Spoiler! Ah, uh, alright. Uh, any new stories or discussions? <sighs> no. No. Well, I don't think we, so. Uh, two new trailers dropped this week. Um, I did send them to you. You did say you watched them. I said I suppose I watched them. Listen, don't be a jerk, all right? Too <laughs> early in the morning, too late at night for this. Wow, <laughs> that was that was all funny. right. So the first one, <laughs> um, is a Apple Plus movie, The Family Plan with Mark Wahlberg. What you think? Yeah, it's great, but I can't, I can't see it. 
don't have Apple Plus. Oh, what the hell? Goddamn Mark Wahlberg putting your movies on things I can't watch them on. Well, lucky for you, somebody has Apple Plus, they'll let you borrow it. It does look good, though. Yeah, that looks pretty good. It was uh, it was giving me the, um, what was that Vin Diesel movie? The Babysitter. Oh, The Pacifier. That's yeah, what it was. But yeah. Mark Wahlberg's better than Vin Diesel. Um, looks lots of action. So that should be funny. Yeah, the baby looks like it's going to be the, the the stealer of the show. Yeah, CGI babies. I don't know. So we'll see. I believe that's December fifteenth on Apple Plus. And then coming to Netflix. And then. Uh, I forgot the name of that movie too. Lift. Lift, yes. Uh, Kevin Hart's new movie. A group of uh, professional thieves get asked by the FBI to steal something while 75,000 feet in the air. So, should be interesting. What do you think? Is that a yay or nay for you? Looks all right. Um, We'll see how Kevin Hart does in a, you know, as a kind of a lead thief type. You know, George Clooney, Ocean's Eleven type deal. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be funny, so. Well, it'll be funny, but. Well. And I don't remember when that comes out, so. January. January, okay. Uh, so what did you watch this week? Uh, I watched The Hurt Locker. Oh, Okay. Um, I watched really good movie, Haunting in Venice. It's on Hulu now. You did okay. I meant to tell you that that was on there, so you got to watch it. Yeah, yeah sat through the freaking ads. Stupid Hulu. Screw you, Hulu. Your goddamn ads. I pay yeah. you for a reason. Um, <laughs> you know you can pay a little more. Uh-uh, uh-uh, no, uh-uh, no. I already pay them. They get my money. I shouldn't have to sit through crappy ads that aren't targeted anywhere near me. Yeah. Like, yeah. the last time I tar- shopped at Target, I don't know. When did I move here? Like, Five two years, years ago. ago from Gig Harbor. Well, last time I moved from Gig Harbor, there's no Target oh. in this town. So, I go to Walmart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> thought it was Target. But, yeah, well. They're too expensive now, anyway. Um, <clears throat> and uh, watched a little bit of the Blues Brothers because it was on. Not the whole thing, just just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, that was that was about it. Most of the rest of it was just TV shows. Sure. Well, it's gonna be a long one. So I waited all day on Halloween to watch. It's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, till Hunter was around. Man, it's it's a classic. But I was very disappointed to learn he watched it in school that day, so he got up. Of course, he did. Um, so I watched that, and (laughs) depressed while eating a bag of chips in the corner. As he walked out of the room, I said, hey, you want to watch Five Nights at Freddy's again? He came running back. I told him to get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. So 
Um, I also watched The Hurt Locker. I watched American Sniper because that came on after The Hurt Locker and I was bored and lonely. And then I watched Fever Pitch. That, that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Especially the year the you know, Red Sox win the World Series. Uh, then, I, which led me to Knocked Up. Which led me to Legally Blonde, to Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. They Some weird-ass jumps. Jesus Christ. That, that's what it, that's what Max recommended. Oh, well, yeah, going off of that app. And then I watched a movie that I was so excited for based off of our fall movie preview. TV. Oh, yeah. 79 minutes of the stupidest, most randomest shit It was fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, I saw something. I gotta have to. I have to ask you if you're gonna watch something. I saw it. I gotta. I gotta find out the actual title for it. Yeah. Well, if it's anything like fucking heebie-jeebie TV. Oh no, I'm sure. No, I'm sure it's better and worse than that. Uh, where's it? 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 I which was perfect. Slother House. It's on. It's on my want to watch list. <laughs> Since the day that they that I saw it, <laughs> I was like, "That's going to be a fucking shit show." <laughs> I almost watched it today, but I What's had to watch it on? in Venice. Hulu. It's on Hulu. Oh, yeah. then I'm fucking watching it. Oh yeah, I guarantee. Ads, but I don't care. That'll probably be on my list within the next two weeks. So, yeah, that's what I watched this week. Um, very, very disappointed and let down by uh, EBGB TV. Yeah. Like, I, I would. Zombie Town's on Hulu now, too. So, yeah, I, I knew that. That's been on there for a while, but. All right. Main topic time. Kind of like the feature presentation. That's our coming attractions. Now it's the feature presentation. Shh. Oh, sorry. You're going to have to cut that. I'll beep it out. So uh, this week, in honor of Veterans Day, we are going to be covering uh, 2009's The Hurt Locker. Uh, Justin had never seen this movie before. I had seen this movie many times on the Blu-ray. But let's hop right into this. So following the death of the well-respected staff sergeant in Iraq, Sergeant J.T. Stanborn and Specialist Owen Eldridge find the Explosive Ordnance Disposal Unit saddled with a very different team leader. Staff Sergeant William James is an interverate risk taker who seems to thrive on war, but there's no denying his gift for defusing bombs. It is rated R, was released on June 5th, 2009, directed by Catherine Bigelow, distributed by Warner Brothers, Universal Pitches, Lionsgate, Summit Entertainment, Filmflex, and more, and had made $49.2 million at the box office. 
won a whole bunch of awards. Wait, and where can we watch it? I figured that was going to be you. And currently streaming on Max. Yes. Unless you want to purchase it from like Amazon or Voodoo. Yeah. The cast. Jeremy Renner as Sergeant First Class William James. Anthony Mackie as Sergeant J.T. Sanborn. Brian Garrity as Specialist Owen Eldridge. Guy Pierce as Staff Sergeant Matthew Thompson. Christian Camargo as Lieutenant Colonel John Cambridge. David Morse as Colonel Reed. Ralph Fiennes as the leader of a private military company unit. Evangeline Lilly as Connie James. Christopher Saye as Beckham. Malcolm Barrett as Sergeant Foster, Sam Spruell as Contractor Charlie, and Suhal Dabach as Black Suited Suicide Bomber. Wow, why did they add that to the credits? <laughs> hey, he played a very pivotal role. All right. So, what are your overall thoughts of the movie starting off? I mean, it came right into it. Yeah. They, they start right off and, you know, Action, action, action. Try and, I'm sure, make you feel like you're there. You're that war zone experience. And, I mean, they shot it pretty cool. The explosion was pretty cool. Um, yeah. They did pretty good with the effects of having his face shield. Um, so, that, that, was, that was pretty cool. So, the setting is obviously... Iraq or was it Afghanistan mm-hmm. so yeah one of the two I don't know yeah um so it did have a 15 million dollar budget estimated so that's why the explosions looked so cool and shit like that um 2009 I would have been I think I saw this in Germany when it first came out or New York, or, or the, I don't honestly remember, but I've been to Iraq, so, but I don't know. I never left the FOB, so I don't know if that's what it looks like, really. But I can tell you, e- EOD, that's a fucked up job. You get paid well, but. Well, well yeah, because, you know, any second. Yeah. It could literally blow up in your face. So we have our three main characters that we first meet, the uh, sergeant that gets blown up or uh, gets killed in action. Uh, Sanborn, played by Anthony Mackie, who's kind of like that straight-laced, used to be intelligence, now he's EOD, staff sergeant. And then Specialist Eldridge, who contemplates fucking everything like that scene when he's talking to the chaplain and he's like well let's talk sergeant thompson alive clicks the safety off dead safety on ah dead you know and and then we meet uh sergeant first class james played by jeremy renner initial thoughts on your three main characters of this movie. I would not like Anthony Mackie. Why is that? 
I don't like people that buy the book. Well, I mean, I, I know I do not like that by the book type of person. I just don't. Um, I, if I don't, I, I, there's wiggle room everywhere. There has to be. So, you know, no, oh, I just okay. don't like people like that. I really don't. They get, they get on my nerves real quick. How the <laughs> fuck have we been friends for so long? But uh... <laughs> I never do anything by the book. I mean, it's, I think doing that job. Oh, maybe, but he seems to be that way and everything just from the way he comes off. So it, it, we would not get along. He's a very straight laced, like he, he plays very straight laced characters. I'm just Have saying you... in this movie as this character, I would not like Anthony Mackie. Okay. I'm just using his name because. That's the first name that came to my mind. Yeah. I could have said Sanborn. Okay. Yeah. So you don't like Sanborn, the person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I personally think that, you know, he's coming from intelligence. So he's obviously a very, very smart person to be part of the military intelligence program. Like, you're going to sure. be like, I'd never, I'd, I never would have made it. But, uh, and then, so then you meet Son First Class James. I think you relate more to him. Yeah, but he's a different kind of crazy. Yes. Um, I'm I'm not a dangerous crazy. I'm I'm not looking to to have that. No, no. Uh-uh. My crazy's calculated. <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> let, let's talk about his first bomb disposal. He kind of just goes over there and he picks up the first one. And, and I, again, I've never been in the military. And then he picks up and there's five, five or six fucking bombs all strapped together. But it seems like that would be the kind of thing that... that higher ups would frown upon <laughs> um not having the robot go first assess the area because yeah i i i get you know he's a soldier he's supposed to be out there da, 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 da. but he's still he's still an important number and they want to you know a number that can do that they want the robot to get blown up before he gets blown up yeah, you're right. You know, um, that goes back to Sanborn's San San um, calculated risk assessment kind of of the situation where he wants to send the robot, he wants by the book, and James is just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going over there. Diffuses the bombs. Thankfully. But I would have been shitting a brick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things like I know it's it's kind of overplayed on cop shows and stuff like that, but that is the kind of thing that gets you put sat down inside the psychiatrist's office. Yeah. To talk to them about doing something like that. That that's the thing that gets you put in there. So 
in a way, I feel the movie's a little unrealistic and that that didn't happen. <laughs> I feel well, like that would happen. I mean, downrange, there's... I mean, there's people available. I'm just saying, assessment-wise, you know, that's the situation. But I kind of got the feeling like the EOD team, they their, their own thing, fucking... Not really associated with anybody else they just get called when shit's going down um so so the setting obviously iraq which you know around this time the global war on terror was kicking off and well it fucking had already been kicked off for seven years at this point but you know one of the main things going on in the world the war on terror, uh, yeah, Iraqi campaign, Afghanistan campaign. What do you think of this setting? I, it's very pivotal. Pivot the pivotal. Yeah, thank you. Well, I Ooh. mean, it's necessary. Yeah, I mean, you can't make this movie in, you know, Alabama. So. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to call Mark for that one. Uh, they might have bombs down there that we don't know about. It's. I'm just saying. All right. So, so go ahead. It's just it's it's hard. I mean, it's it's one of those things like watching it again, not having ever been in the military. Yeah. It does, you know, come off to me a bit military um, propaganda heavy. In that it 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 they try to play off some some of the humanity with having like the kid and, and stuff like that on base and all that stuff, but they still wind up leaving you feeling that everybody there is a terrorist. And I don't mean that I don't I don't mean that like like in a, a racist. I just mean like it's that's yeah. just kind of the way the movie kind of has it come off as everybody they met was for sure trying to kill them. <laughs> Which I get that's the way you're supposed to think about it, but still logically, you know, it's still not always the case. I mean you watch movies like this and um just fucking said it. American Sniper or any Iraqi Afghanistan war movie. Yes, I know. And they all do that. And oh, I know. In real situations, you really don't know. It could be yeah, the kid. It could know. be. Yeah. I just, but, you know, the way it comes off in this particular movie, it just feels like it's just, yes, it's always the case. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, when I was in Iraq, 2005, 2006, we had Iraqis that like would clean the bathrooms or pull the trash. But you really don't know. Yeah, and I get that. But I mean, it, it would have been nice to have one of the guys at one of the scenes who pulls out a cell phone to not be the one to trigger the bomb. 
You know what I mean? He's just happens yeah. to be there and walks out and doesn't know what's going on. You know what I mean? It, it'd be nice to have one of those every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, just to give it a little bit more of that. Made you think. <laughs> but as far as like the kid, um, let's talk about the kid for a second. That's selling the movies. First, he calls him the N-word. <laughs> hey, I mean, you do what you see on TV. Yeah. Right? I mean, and... that's that's what the kid's doing, and that's probably all he sees on TV from American media. Yeah. It's, you know, little clippets and snips, and most of it is, you know, that style of language. Yes. And... You know, when he's saying, Oh, I I got I got all the latest movies and all that. I got the good shit. I got the good shit. Oh, you like the gay porn. Oh yeah, yeah, you like that. Yeah. You know, I again that that comes off like someone who learns all of his English from Yeah. You know, those kinds of videos. I can tell you. Kid I can get along with though. Once a, <laughs> once a month we would have it was like the bazaar. And they would turn the um, kind of like the little club we had on the fob. And these Iraqis would come in. They would sell shit like rugs, swords, brass knuckles, and movies. I have only seen... You had access to brass knuckles and you didn't bring me any? thought we were better friends than this. That's the thing. We couldn't take them home. I know. I bought a pair. I don't know what I get what how that works. Yeah. <laughs> they find them in the trash after they you go home <laughs> and they take them and they resell them. It is a genius, genius business model. <laughs> well, I only in Iraq could you get all set all first seven seasons of South Park on three discs. <laughs> You could get Adam Sandler's entire movie his movie collection on one disc. How the fuck they did that shit? They compressed it all down to terrible, terrible. No, but they would play good. I bought some movies that were really good. And they would play like that shit was fucking amazing. They'd be like, "Hey, you, what what TV show you like?" Oh, oh, we had all twelve seasons, three, oh. three, four discs. You buy now. I mean, everything gets limited for different places. Yeah, capabilities are different for where you get things. I mean, half of that you can, if you walked into a store and you know over there and bought a DVD and brought it here, it wouldn't play in your DVD player. So, yeah, you know, so. you know, it's region. Unless you have a region free DVD player. But, um, so yeah, like that kid brought back memories of this bazaar because they are, they are, they are salesmen. Like, yeah. hey, hey, you like, you like the rug. You want the rug. Like anything you could think of, they fucking sold. Um, so the concept of the movie follows an EOD team through the deployment, the last, Six months, we will say. Forget how long it said. Um, 
What do you what, what do you think about the concept? I mean, I don't know. I'm there's a reason I didn't join the military. You don't follow orders. That's why. Well, it's just that, and I just I, I wasn't ready for dying. <laughs> <laughs> that was the main reason. <laughs> um, I know you can go, you can do things. And you know, nah, nah, I was, nah, screw that. I have luck. It's what I have. It's either really, really good, or really, really bad. Wasn't testing it with my life. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I forgot well. the question. The concept of the movie. Oh, the overall concept of the movie. I mean, it's a good concept. I mean, I... It's it's not something you really see a lot, is the EOD no, team. No, you don't. And I mean, it's... It's obviously a ridiculously stressful job. Oh, yes. That's not for everybody. Um... But I don't know. It just like it, it had moments where it caught me, and then it just had moments where I was like, "Ooh, what's on my phone?" I don't know. Yeah, it just it didn't it couldn't hold me the whole time. Like the interaction among the three main characters, obviously, being in the military is stressful. Being deployed to a active combat zone while being in the military is even more stressful. <laughs> being the ones that go and disarm the fucking bombs. That's like top-notch stress right there. <laughs> and it, I'm glad they kind of showed how they deal with the stress of being EOD. Even though it's illegal in-country drinking, wrestling with each other, you know, punching each other, take out their stress or whatever. And that aspect I like that they showed to give a feel of how they deal with the stress of being on the bomb disposal. Um, Do you think a movie like this could still hold up today in the culture we live in now? Almost, where I mean, it's still, yeah. If anything, it'd probably get a better reception now. You think so? Why? Yeah. Why, why do you say that? I don't know. It's it's, it's a big up upswing in in. Uh, you know, they'll say, uh, well, war is going on right now, and uh, everybody seems to be taking sides. So I think that right now, because of that, yeah, I think that a lot of those flag-waving folks would be lining up at the theaters to see this. Yeah, you're probably right, yeah. Um. The sound, the music, obviously lots of 
uh, war-related sounds. Shit going off. Lots of booms. Gunfire. You know, I'm going to tell you a true story. You ain't shit yourself until you heard that fucking sound going over your head. Mm, I believe it. Thankfully, I was in the best place to be when that fucking happened. I was sitting on the shitter in Kirkuk, Iraq, when all of a sudden I heard. I went, oh shit. Because that mm-hmm. sounded fucking close. Mm-hmm. Emptied the system that night. That lit. Um, the cinematography fucking amazing in this movie to see all the different aspects like when they go to the different bomb sites and when they go when James goes out looking for the the killer of the kid who he thinks is the kid when they find him in that building then the next day he's like hey what's up what's up and he's like, just fucking ignores him. Um, he didn't want to get hurt again. Yeah. I mean, when you see the same people every day and, you know. I think that's one in- of the parts that uh, cut me on my phone because <laughs> I didn't know the kid was still alive. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know that. I had forgotten about that, actually. <sighs> It's been a while since I've watched Spoiler it. alert, god damn it. Yeah. Uh, the movie's fucking almost 20 years old. I... Meant for but... me. Oh. <laughs> I missed the part where the kid was still alive. Oh, you missed it? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I thought he was dead. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was too. And then I remembered, like, the next day he sees him. Because that's kind of that's kind that's kind of racist though, because he's just like they all look alike. Oh, they did use a child that looked amazingly a lot like him. For well, probably, probably was him. Yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, that's the kind of shit they did. Was you know they put bombs in the bodies and um, let's talk about the length of the movie: two hours eleven Too minutes. Long. Really, you think so? Yes. I thought it flew by long for me oh. i have a thing it, for me, I, I, it, it, it took me a while this morning to even start it normally i start the movie right at you know, eight or nine o'clock in the morning after everybody leaves i couldn't do it today I know, do it. You, you texted me at like 2 30 like well 12 30 my time but yeah, yeah 12 my time yeah I was like, why is somebody else watching it? And I was like, no, he's just fucking starting to watch it now to make sure I'm not watching it. Yep. Cause it was it had the, it was had that resume thing going. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, I think I started it on Voodoo and then I just went to fucking Max. Oh no, it was, it was like almost to the end. Oh really? Did I watch like it? Ten on minutes Voodoo? left. I'm like, God damn it, I came into it right at the end. Like I know the ending now. I can't watch it. Um of course, I had found out that The Haunting in Venice was on it. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I'd rather watch that. And there was another thing that came out. EBGB TV? 
No, uh, it was the nun too. I didn't care for that. I didn't want to no, no. You gonna watch movie's... the Sly documentary on Netflix? I heard it was really good. Sorry, so I will check topic. it out. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's where the conversation leads. That's <laughs> what uh, this movie did to me. <laughs> Sorry, just not my thing. I, I have been watching a show on Paramount Plus. Yeah. The loans or whatever. I don't have that app. Uh, I really uh, hate that app. That app never worked for me. All right, let's get back to back to war, but then we can have a discussion if you want afterwards. <laughs> Um. So the script, the the, I hate <laughs> the script and the dialogue, very military esque. I'll believe you. Yeah, take my word for it. Hua. I am not a hua. I didn't say hua. I said hua. H o o a h. Let's talk character Ooh. development. Character development throughout the movie. Do you think James starts to grow on Sanborn and Elridge? No. You don't think so? No. I think he rubs Sanborn the wrong way. Always will. I think when they encounter the British soldiers dressed as Iraqis and the sniper, um, Oh, God. They would have been dead. What do you mean they would have been dead? They'd have been dead. That sniper would have got him the second he got that fucking gun. I'm sorry. Well. They were so slow about it. They were so slow. And the sniper already had him locked. Yeah. But that builds the drama and the tension it would have been over and the stress like had had they had him you know reach up from below and like grab the gun and then move it i'd have been okay with it but they just had him go up to the same position where the gun was still sitting after the guy just got his goddamn head blown off yeah now, if I'm no sniper, but if I'm the enemy sniper and I just blew a guy's head off at a sniper rifle and I know there's more people down there, I watch that gun and see if somebody goes for it. <laughs> it's the only thing you really have to go off of if they're all hiding. Yeah. But they just crawled up there and they sat there for oh, minutes. Shit. And like in the first, when Fines had it, you know, he took the shot, and you saw the smoke, and then you saw from their perspective, they just lined up, and then they took their shot. Yeah. So, like, when he took his shot, wouldn't they have just done the same thing again? I mean, think of it like this. You're playing Call of Duty, right? You're using the... Yeah, I just took that guy out. His gun's sitting right there. I'm thinking someone's going to go for that gun. So... Let me finish my thought. So you're aiming the barrel of the gun down, right? 
Mm-hmm. You let it locked on. Clip the. You take the guy out. He drops the gun. Mm-hmm. You get up and you. You lock. have a. Fi- you have effectively taken out the only guy who knows exactly where you are, as far as you know. Yeah. So when James's character, he is the spotter. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, um, Jeremy Renner's character yeah. is, mm-hmm. is the no, spotter. Yeah. So. And then you have to configure in the wind and all yeah, this other no, I, know, shit. I, I know all that. The distance away. Yeah. So which, it, which remember now, enemy snipers already dialed in. Yeah, but you gotta remember though, who knows what he's done when you don't see him. He's taken his eye off. Yeah, but he's he, got a spotter. He, he had a spotter the whole time. Yeah. So there was always one eye there. Yeah, but then when you take cover, you have to get back into position. You could have the rifle, uh, the the rifle aimed down, but now you're sitting there trying to, you know, okay, you know, because obviously when you move, you're taking the gun off to the side, and then you're coming back in. Yeah, but he's got all this shit set up, so he's going to be a lot quicker to get himself. To fire. Well, obviously it didn't work. I'm just—it's just the way they played it out. It, they sat yeah. there too long in the open when they're trying to shoot a sniper. Which, the way they were showing it, there was a team on top and a team in the window. So you yeah. really should have had even fucking less time. Yeah, and as you take down a person, they're losing their eyes in that general vicinity. Right. And they took out one of the good guys. Nobody took out any of the bad guys in that position to that point. Yeah. So it was essentially four versus two. So, I don't know. Well. It's just a little, I didn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was very realistic looking when, you know, they have the, the sand and the dirt on the face and the fly flies on his eye. and Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, they should have moved. Just something that simple. Get the gun and move it. Instead of setting yourself up in a spot that they're already looking at. Yeah. Well, it's not like they had much coverage there. No, but they were on the other side of a ridge. They could have moved over five feet. And there was bushes and shit. But just, you know. The way he crawled up to get the gun. Low crawl, baby. Low crawl. It wasn't a low crawl. He came up like sideways. Like rolled his old like the gun was here and he came up this way and like his head was here. <laughs> like, what is wrong with this? Well, I think that's the scene where they start to connect or bond. Yeah, you know why? Because the rest of the movie from there on was a dream because they both got dropped by that sniper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you, like, you see how cool and calm uh, Sergeant James is. Well, yeah, because he's crazy. Like, let's talk. Let's talk about the suicide bomber. 
the guy with the vest. Which one? The one. Um, well, he he was that's begging for his life. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that scene. Um, they roll up on this dude. He's got metal vest on with locks and shit. And he wants them. He wants them to take it off. Well, wouldn't you? Yes. Unless you know, that was your motive. And I, th- I think this scene definitely shows how one would really react with a bomb vest forced on him. Well, yeah. Because he's not really following option like directions very well. I wouldn't be. Granted, language barrier. Until the fucking pistol is put in his head. Into a shot, into his forehead. So, and Sergeant James tries to help him, and he keeps apologizing. I think you start to see his sensitive side. Well, I mean, if you're thrown into that situation, you, you have no choice but to kind of have some kind of sympathy for the guy. Yeah. To be, you know, to have a bomb thrown to you. The guy's just thinking of his wife and kids. I yeah. feel for that guy too. You know, you don't, you know, just look at the news these days. Yeah. Very depressing on the news. Well, both sides are fucking dog shit to each other. <laughs> well, let's not get to that. So, what was your favorite scene in the movie? I'll be nice and not say ending credits. Um, <laughs> I, was just kidding. I just thought of that joke. I thought it was really good. <laughs> it was funny. I had to do it. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know. I I like that opening explosion. Yeah. That was a good scene. Built up a whole lot of drama. And then they popped his head into the screen. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I have two scenes that stick out throughout the movie. The first one is the car bomb when Sergeant James goes up and sees how much how many bombs are in this car and he's just like you know what fuck it I'm taking my helmet off I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna die I'm gonna die comfortably um and the second scene is the supermarket scene When he's going to pick the box of cereal. Now, the reason I picked that is I think that really shows the type of person that he is. 
he can go in, defuse a bomb without a second thought. But when it comes to picking fucking cereal, it is like a complex major decision. What are your thoughts on that scene? Do you even remember that scene? Did you even watch? I I remember him being in the the grocery store, and I remember him walking up to the woman and the child, and then after that, I just gone. I again, it it got slow at that point. I couldn't help it. Like it showed how it can be very overwhelming when your job is so intense and so like literally life or death but even the uh mundane tasks yeah can prove to be an issue after you've done shit like that i mean there was a lot of fucking choices on that fucking Shop. Have you this... seen a cereal aisle recently? Yeah. It's two sides now. Yeah, it's fucking obscene. And it's all the same fucking shit. <laughs> There's 47 versions of fucking Frosted Flakes, 47 versions of fucking Cheerios, 47 fucking versions of Lucky Charms. So. OG? Yeah, OG. We're fucking... So what about the gore in the movie? I think there was some gore with the blood. Not really. Oh, it was too bad. I mean, what they used it for, it was necessary for, like with the explosion, and I keep harping on the guy's head exploding in the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where they used it, they needed it. Well. Anything you care to add about the Hurt Locker, Justin? Uh, Did we cover all the bases? I think so. There were bombs. People defused them. One of them's batshit crazy. One of them I'm glad I'm not stuck working with. And the other one, uh, pretty typical. Well, Justin, do you recommend The Hurt Locker? Uh, if this is your kind of movie, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's got some good explosions, got some good action. I'm not really a drama, drama type of movie person, but, you know, it had it. It was good. Well, I definitely recommend it. I love this movie. I don't know if it's because I've been there, but. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, Justin, what did you rate the Hurt Locker? I'll give it a three. Three out of five. I give it a four and a half out of five. It has a 7.5 on IMDb out of 10 and 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Oh, my computer. 
It's not on there. What's not on there? The um the scores. Oh. It wasn't on the thing, that's why I had to use my phone. Here we go. My gotcha. computer was telling me to turn on power saver mode. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought you were looking for the fucking ratings. No. No, 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 no. Do you remember what we're covering next week, Justin? No. Going down to the bayou. Play for some foosball. Oh, that's right. We got the wa 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 water boy. Bobby Boucher, Adam Sandler's the water boy. God, what a classic. It is. We're going to get hydrated. You what? know what we missed? What? We should kick ourselves for this. We missed the 25th anniversary of Bloodsport back in February. We should have done that. Really? Yeah, because it's Bloodsport. By the way, spoiler alert, I watched a little bit of that this week. <laughs> I knew I would think of it eventually. <laughs> if only there was an app. Uh, I can't remember. Again, I can't remember the movies I watched. What makes you think I'm going to remember to open an app? Because the, the minute you I fucking stop the watching app. it, then you put it onto the app. Yeah. Well, maybe we can find time to fit in a bonus episode this month. And we'll cover yeah, we'll Bloodsport. We'll just do it in three years when it comes up again. Five years or whatever. <laughs> Hit it for its 30th. Yeah. <laughs> well, so next week it's the Water Boy. And then we got Black for Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Oh, it means Cameron's birthday. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. So, should we announce what we're covering on for Black for, uh, Thanksgiving? I don't remember. So sure, why not? Remind me. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake! <laughs> on the seventeenth is the Water Boy. The twenty fourth, we will be covering Paul Blart and Mall Cop. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then. December will be action Christmas movies. Where we cover Lethal uh, Weapon. Yeah, that's right. Batman Returns. Gremlins. No, Home we're not Alone. doing Gremlins. Oh, the, oh, we nixed that, right? Oh, now you just ruined the whole end of this episode, you asshole. Well, that's why we're movie fans, because we can't remember shit anymore. Here's Here's a fun little preview. Gremlins will be next year. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it will. I thought I downloaded that. Oh, darks. What did we replace Gremlins with? Wasn't that Lethal Weapon? No. Oh! <laughs> the Ref. Ah, yeah, that's right. The Dennis Leary holiday movie. Which could also be next year for its anniversary, but... Oh, for fuck's sakes. Well, I think Gremlins is a bigger movie. <laughs> it was made in 94. What do you want? Well, that's our schedule. 
towards the end of the day. There might be a few surprises here and there. Who knows? But I think the bar is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us to stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on X, at Twitter. the Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at Movie Bar Pod on YouTube and TikTok, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcast, and most places you listen to your podcast. Be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. All right. New episodes every Friday, new episodes on Saturday on YouTube. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or by email at themoviebarredoutlook.com. Contact us! Someone contact us! Why? You wouldn't fucking know anyways. (laughs) I know, that's what's fun. (laughs) Please be sure to like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Adiós.